Hi, this is Philip Holland, host of Hope for the Day. I'm so excited that you are listening and you have this to look forward to from today's message. Sometimes we need a little bit of heat. Sometimes we need a little bit of pressure. Sometimes we need a little bit of suffering to be reminded that we have so much more in this life to live for and we have so much more in this life that we can become. We can settle for a mediocre version of our own lives that we can create for ourselves. But if we allow God to sometimes put our faith through the testing, we can find out that there is a lot more to us than we would have ever imagined. And we just gotta allow, allow, to, allow ourselves to experience some of that heat and realize that God is allowing that to happen in our lives to grow us. Welcome to Hope for the Day with Pastor Philip Holland. Today we will be studying from the book of Colossians in the New Testament. And while we call it a book, it was really a letter originally written to people in a city called Colossae by the Apostle Paul. The reason Paul wrote this letter is because the members of this church were new to the Christian faith and they had many questions. They wanted to know what the gospel was, what they should do with old traditions from their community and faith, and how this newfound faith should impact their lives. The same thing this letter did for those so many years ago, it will do for us today. It will inform us, challenge us, and guide us towards what the gospel really is and how it can impact our lives. Please enjoy the message. A reorganization of a staff structure can take away a job that could potentially be your purpose. A new vision of an organization can take away a department, a product that you produce, even a ministry. And that'll be hard to swallow if that is your purpose. But there are certain purposes that the Bible's outlined for us that are God-given. And no matter your circumstance, that you can always have. And that ought to be something that gives us peace. We shouldn't be trying to find peace from the things like this that can easily get taken away from us. In some cases have been taken away from us. But there's nothing that's ever going to take away your purpose to worship God. And what's amazing is that in the Bible, there is actually a story of Paul and Silas suffering in the book of Acts, and they still are worshiping. About midnight, Paul and Silas, who are imprisoned at this particular time, were praying and singing hymns to God. Because they looked around themselves, it wasn't a great situation, there were other prisoners there, but they knew that the one thing that could not get taken from them was their worship. And the other prisoners were listening to them as they still worshiped. I don't know how bad your situation might be. It might be really good right now. But what I do know is this, is that no matter what your situation is, is the purpose to worship God is always there and always available. I mean, even in the midst of COVID, we've kept our doors open. This is always going to be here for you because this is a purpose that we have to make available to you. Another purpose of God that he has for you is to continue to grow in your faith. And here's what's really challenging and and a bit maybe even unsettling, is that it's your suffering that causes you to grow in your faith. Consider it pure joy, James writes, my brothers and sisters, whenever you face trials of many kinds, because you know that the testing of your faith produces perseverance. And let perseverance finish its work so that you may be mature and complete, that you may grow in your faith and not lack anything. Another purpose is to tell others about Jesus. That no matter how much you suffer, there is still an opportunity to proclaim Christ, to proclaim what Jesus has done for you, the joy that he's given you and the love that he's offered you and the peace that he's offered you and how he's changed your life. 
I mean, I can, even in the worst case scenario, I can step back in my own life and say, I would not have my wife and my family if it were not for Jesus. And I certainly wouldn't have any peace of mind if it was not for Jesus. And that's something that I think people might benefit from hearing on occasion if I were to tell them that. And Paul wrote these in 2 Timothy. Remember Jesus Christ, he says, raised from the dead, descended from David. This is my gospel. He's proclaiming it for which I am suffering even to the point of being chained like a criminal, but God's word is not chained. And he's saying, I'm still proclaiming this message even though I still suffer. Here is what's really crazy is that we are scared suffering will take our purpose. But maybe God uses suffering to guide you back to your purpose, to help you realize that maybe your life wasn't really meant to just revolve around that role or that title or your appearance or those relationships. Maybe there's so much more and it's often in the suffering that there is a pruning that takes place and God is bringing us back to what really matters in our lives. I liken it to a Pop-Tart, okay? Yes, I'm, I'm, I'm making an analogy in which you are a Pop-Tart, just in case you were questioning that. When I was a kid, I loved Pop-Tarts. I mean, who doesn't like a good Pop-Tart? Well, the problem is, is that they're not always good. Often, whenever you get, get in a hurry in the morning, that's when you settle for the Pop-Tart. And when I was a kid, that's often what I would do. I would be rushing around in the morning and I would just grab the Pop-Tarts and then on the school bus to school, I would sit in the back and kind of eat a piece at a time so the school bus driver wouldn't see me. And it was okay. It was very mediocre. But if you get the Pop-Tart in the toaster and you allow that, that Pop-Tart to be fully toasted and, the, uh, you know, and to get all caramelized and all the goodness that's inside of it to be just right, it's in a totally different experience with the Pop-Tart, isn't it? But every once in a while, you put the Pop-Tart in the toaster and what happens? It pops up early. And then you're like, no, 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 you're not done yet. Bam, get back down in there. And then it, it would fight you a little bit. And then you have to adjust the settings. And eventually you would keep it down in the heat for it to become all that it needed to become. You see what I'm saying? Sometimes we need a little bit of heat. Sometimes we need a little bit of pressure. Sometimes we need a little bit of suffering to be reminded that we have so much more in this life to live for. And we have so much more in this life that we can become. We can settle for a mediocre version of our own lives that we can create for ourselves, but if we allow God to sometimes put our faith through the testing, we can find out that there is a lot more to us than we would have ever imagined. And we just gotta allow, allow, to, allow ourselves to experience some of that heat and realize that God is allowing that to happen in our lives to grow us. The mystery, Paul continues, that has been kept hidden for ages and generations. And the mystery is this, is how in the world is God going to bless all of the nations of the world? That's what he promised to Abraham. You will be a blessing to the nations. But they never could quite figure out how that was going to work out. And then they would read of this Messiah in the Old Testament prophets, from the Old Testament prophets, who was going to be a king. He was going to usher in a kingdom, but he was also going to suffer. It was a mystery. 
but it's now been disclosed to the Lord's people. And that's probably a reference to Israel. To them, God has chosen to make known among the Gentiles, which is anyone who is not a Jew, which would be all of us in this room, that I'm, as at least as far as I'm aware, the glorious riches of this mystery. It's not a mystery that is being revealed that will take us to poverty. It actually takes us to riches. And what Paul is doing is he's playing on words because the people in Colossae are being led astray. They're being teased with these teachings from these people who have exciting new ideas. And they're saying, this is the mystery that you haven't figured out. This is a little extra gospel that you need to add to your gospel so you can really get this whole Christianity thing. And what Paul's saying, no, no, that's not the mystery. The mystery is that we didn't understand how the Messiah was going to come, how God was going to bless all the nations. But now that mystery has been revealed to all of us, which is Christ in you, the hope of glory. Thank you for tuning in to Hope for the Day. Our mission is to offer you hope through Christ-centered biblical preaching. We certainly hope that this broadcast is doing just that for you today. You might not know this, but each of these sermons are recorded live at Valley View Christian Church in the Denver metropolitan area. If you live in the city, we'd love to meet you in person. We offer Sunday services at 8 a.m., 9.30 a.m., and 11 a.m., We have programming for children of all ages, dynamic worship, plenty of opportunities to get connected beyond Sundays, outreach initiatives, and much, much more. Do you want to know why we do all that we do? Because so much of our church leadership has had their life changed at a local church. Because it's here that we met Jesus and he changed our lives. And we want Jesus to change your life as well. So attend a service at Valley View Christian Church. We would love to meet you personally. We're located just south of Highlands Ranch off of Highway 85 Santa Fe. You can go to our church's website, valleyviewcc.com, for more information. And again, those Sunday service times are at 8 a.m., 9.30 a.m., and 11 a.m. Now let's get back to our program. He is the one that we proclaim, admonishing, and teaching everyone with all wisdom so that we may present everyone fully mature in Christ. To this end, I strenuously contend with all the energy Christ so powerfully works in me. The Gentiles were people who didn't have a lot of hope. They were viewed, at least from the Jewish people, as people who were unclean. They were not favored by God. God didn't want anything to do with them. They had made too many mistakes. They were who you might say were the left out people. Anybody ever felt a little left out? Oh yeah. I mean, I know you you ain't raising your hand, but I know you have. We've all felt a little left out. When I was in the fourth grade, there was a Halloween party that a kid in one of my classes threw every year that was the Halloween party. And all the cool kids got to go. But guess what? I didn't ever get an invitation to go to this Halloween party. And it was every year, you know, there'd be the invitations on the desk when we would come back to the classroom. And then sure enough, my desk didn't have an invitation. And I would see this in first grade and second grade and third grade. And then in fourth grade, I walked back into that classroom and there was not an invite on my desk. And I was kind of friends with this guy. And I had had it. I was not going to get left out of this party. So I walked across the hallway to my friend, my friend, Jeffrey, and I said, Jeffrey, you forgot to give me my invite to the party. And he said, huh? I said, my invite to the party. 
you forgot to give it to me. I know, I was ridiculous. Who does that? I did it. I was 10. I didn't care. I didn't get my invitation to your party. Oh, okay. And then he gave me the invitation to the party. And it was a great time. And we all had a good time. It was, it was wonderful. I was ridiculous. You should never do that. But I did it. And it worked. <laughs> but there is something to be, but there's something about being left out that just doesn't sit well with you. And these Gentiles had been left out for millennia from God's favor. And now that Christ had been revealed, the mystery had been solved, now the Jewish people were keeping this, this good news from them. And Paul is contending, Paul is fighting to get this hope to, to them. And here's what he's teaching the people in Colossae, is that we can suffer in Christ and still give people hope. And here's the thing about hope, is the world will give you hope, but it will be a hope that disappoints you. I know of a nurse who was working in a doctor's office, and in walked a gentleman that she had seen several times. He'd been going through chemo treatments um, to, to deal with, and he'd had a surgery as well to deal with this aggressive cancer that he had been struggling with for some time. And, and the treatments were done, and he was coming in to get his, his final test results to see how he was. And as he walks into this office, um, he's got a rather, the nurse would tell us, the nurse would tell the story. He would have an upbeat spirit. His, you know, chest is out, shoulders are up. And he goes into the doctor's office. The doctor meets with him, shares with him, as, you'll come, as we came to find out, some very unfortunate news. And then the man walked out with an entirely different disposition, head down, murmuring to himself, cussing, frustrated. He had to go by the desk where the nurse was and the nurse asked him, how are you doing? And through tears and just gritted teeth, he said, not good. That SOB took my hope. And then the nurse talked with him just for a few more minutes and she said, as she would, as she would tell the story, she said the thing, she's a Christian woman, she said, the thing I wanted him to understand was he had his hope in the wrong place, and that's what I told him. I said, sir, if that was your hope, then you need to find a new hope, a hope that won't disappoint, even when you suffer. The Apostle Paul wrote this in Romans 5, that we celebrate in our sufferings, knowing that tribulation brings about perseverance, and perseverance, proven character, and proven character, hope, and hope does not disappoint because the love of God has been poured out within our hearts through the Holy Spirit who was given to us. Within our hearts. The people that need hope in this world are not just people that don't believe in Jesus. Sometimes people who do believe in Jesus need hope as well. Because we forget, we forget what we have in Jesus. I forget what we have in Jesus. And what Paul reminds us of is this it's kind of a theological nuance. It's Jesus in you versus Jesus and you. And this is something that Christians need to be reminded of. You see, you just wrote there in Romans 5, this is within you. And back in our passage of scripture at the end of Colossians 1, that I'm, I'm laboring, I'm contending with all of, the inner, all of his energy that works so powerfully within me. There is an in you versus an and you. What am I talking about? Often we have this mentality of like a tag team 
type of wrestler. You know what I'm saying? Old school WWF wrestlers. I, I, I did a shout out to this a few months ago. I'm going to do it again though. Tag team, my favorite tag team wrestlers from years ago, the Bushwhackers. Does anybody remember the Bushwhackers? A few, uh, these guys were nuts. Their faces were all contorted and, and they would come into the ring and they would wrestle whoever it is that they're wrestling. But if, you don't, if you're not familiar with wrestling, only one of them could be in a ring at the same time if you followed the rules. And there was clotheslining and body slamming. Inevitably, one of them would end up in a, a, some kind of a chokehold and he's, and he's trying to get to his partner because he is out. He is worn out. He doesn't have anything else left to offer for this particular fight, for this particular battle. And he's just trying to reach out, reach out, reach out to get one little finger on his teammate so the teammate can jump in and begin to fight the battle for him. And that's often what would happen. They just finally tap that finger and then the other guy jumps in and, and the battle keeps going and going and eventually they end up winning. That's how a lot of us Christians who function in life. It's a, not a Jesus in you, it's a Jesus and you. And it's a tag team type of mentality that I'm gonna struggle, I'm gonna fight, I'm gonna do everything I can on my own and then eventually when I am so broken down, challenged, struggling at my wit's end, I'm gonna reach out. And when life has me in that chokehold and I'm gonna tap Jesus's finger and hope that he can jump in and save the day. And he does, he, I think he does do that for the most part. But he doesn't want us to live like that. Because he's not just with us, he is in us. Thank you for tuning in to Hope for the Day. I hope that this message has been an encouragement to you. I know that it has been to others. You see, it is through the generous contributions of people like you that this ministry can thrive and get God's truth out into the world. I recently received a card from someone who said, thank you for these messages on Hope for the Day. They are encouraging and refreshing as we get the opportunity to hear biblically-centered teaching that continually points people to Christ. And that is just one of several notes that we have received of those who appreciate the teaching here at Hope for the Day. If you'd like to become a partner of ours, just go to Valley View Christian Church's website at valleyviewcc.com. It's there that you can click on the Give tab, and then you can designate your gift to go to the Hope for the Day ministry. And we would love it if you would partner with us in this way, and I know many others would as well. If you are in the Denver metropolitan area, we wouldn't want you to just be a supporter of ours. We want you to attend one of our services in person to be a part of the experience that we have here at Valley View Christian Church. We offer three service times on Sunday at 8 a.m., 9.30 a.m., and 11 a.m. And it's at each one of these services that we record the messages that you hear here on Hope for the Day. Now let's get back to today's broadcast. And, and when we go into those challenging situations, it's not a matter of, hey, you're sitting next to me and I hope you tap me on the shoulder and that good angel says more than the bad angel when, there's, when we're in the midst of that tense moment. It's no, no, it's not that. It's he's in you trying to come out of you with your words and your thoughts and your hands and your feet to take you where you need to be and to help you to do what it is that you need to do to help me to do what I need to do. But we gotta be reminded that it's not a Jesus just with us, it's a Jesus in us. And Paul continues on. I want you to know how hard I'm contending for you and for those at Laodicea. 
So even in spite of the fact that he's suffering, he's imprisoned, he's contending for these churches. And for all who have not met me personally, my goal is that they may be encouraged in heart and united in love so that they may have all the full riches of complete understanding. He's saying, I've got what you need as it relates to understanding. These other people are telling you, if you would just add this to what you believe, if you would just consider this type of thought process, this type of worldview, then you can get there. It's a lot like our world today. And Paul's saying, no, no, I'm offering you a complete understanding of everything you need to hang on to as it relates to Jesus in order that they may know the mystery of God. He's not saying it's easy, but he is saying that this mystery has been solved and it's available to us if we would accept it, namely, Christ in whom are the hidden are hidden all the treasures of wisdom and knowledge. And I love the way this example that he sets for us that he's under house arrest, he's suffering, but he's still contending, he's still caring for other people. We can suffer for Christ and still care about others. In fact, if you suffer for Christ and you care about others, you will more often than not, come out much better than you could ever imagine. There's a man in our church that's been struggling with some personal challenges that I know of, and, and he's, he's got a wife who's dealing with cancer, and, and he's got these different, um, again, circumstances around him that are less than ideal. And I call him this week, and I say, hey, can you help these people out? There's, they've got this struggle. He's a veterinarian, and, and they're trying to figure out how to navigate their dog who has cancer, and and he's like, sure, I could do that. He's suffering, but he's still willing to care and help other people. In Philippians, Paul says it this way. In humility, value others above yourselves, not looking to your own interests, but each of you to the interests of others. A book was written several years ago by a man named Martin Seligman entitled Authentic Happiness. And in this book, he goes before, he's a college professor, he goes before his college students and he, and he tells them, even in spite of all the challenges and circumstances and papers that you have to do and all that you have to do, he said, I, I want, we're gonna do this experiment. I want you to go out this week and do something that's completely selfish. You know, eat a Sunday, watch a movie, just do something that's completely focused on you, okay? And see how it makes you feel as it relates to the challenges you have. And document that. This was their assignment. And then the next week, he said, okay, now I want you to go out this week and I want all of you to do something that's completely selfless, completely altruistic. Just care for somebody else, help somebody else, um, serve somebody else. Yep, maybe it's shovel the driveway, it's rake the leaves, it's take out the trash or pull the trash cans back in, it's deliver a meal. Just do something that in no way is about you, it's only about other people. And this was his conclusion from his class, this small case study. The results were life-changing. The afterglow of the pleasurable activity, hanging out with friends, watching a movie, eating a hot fudge sundae, whatever it was, paled in comparison with the effects of one act of love, of compassion. In other words, there was no comparison to the beauty and the glory and the love and the feeling that came from that, even in spite of suffering, whenever we cared about someone else. And Paul has figured this out. And so while he is under house arrest, he rejoices. Now, while he suffers, he still cares for others. 
while he is going through challenging circumstances, he never loses sight of the fact that he can still tell people about Jesus. He can still worship God. He can still live out his purpose. And what's amazing is that we even see that on the cross with Jesus. And we have a time of communion that remembers that. That even though he was suffering, he looked to one of the thieves next to him and he said, today you're gonna see me in paradise. He looked out of the audience of people, some of whom had just nailed him to that cross, had blood still on them from that sacrifice. And he says, Father, forgive them for they know not what they do. Life is going to be full of challenges and difficulties and sufferings. But man, if you're living for the Lord and you're following his purposes and you're after what it is that he wants you to be after, man, you're going to live a full life, a life that's better than you can ever imagine. And Jesus, again, went to the cross so that way we would have that hope that he has given to each of us. And so let's take a few moments for everyone here who is called on the name of Jesus to remember that sacrifice. Well, unfortunately, we have to bring today's message to a close. But my hope is that the word that was spoken was an encouragement to you. That's always our hope here at Hope for the Day. Did you know that these messages are recorded at Valley View Christian Church every Sunday? And if you're here in the Denver metropolitan area, we'd love to have you attend one of our Sunday services at Valley View Christian Church. We have Sunday service times at 8 a.m., 9.30 a.m., and 11 a.m. And we'd love to have you come and attend one of those services and be with us. And I, Pastor Philip Holland, would love to meet you in person. And also remember that the Hope for the Day broadcast is available on your favorite podcast provider. So we look forward to having you again with us on Hope for the Day.